Hey, what's up, everybody? Joe McCall, REI in your car. Got a cool little episode here for you. I just want to talk about a couple things. First, most important, this podcast is brought to you by my new book, reisecrets.com. REI Secrets. It's a book I just came out with. Just I've been talking about it for about a month or two. We finally just opened the page where you can order it, which I'm excited about. It's free, absolutely free. You just pay shipping and handling, which is like seven or eight bucks. It actually cost me about ten or eleven dollars to print and ship the book because this stinking thing is about an inch thick. It's not a stinking thing. It's, uh, I'm really happy about it. I'm happy the way it turned out. It's a great book. And it's all about daily nuggets of real estate investing wisdom to help you get more leads and close more deals. And I wrote each chapter is like a couple, three pages long, so you can read it in one sitting. Just read one chapter a day, get some ideas, get some inspiration, get some motivation to just get out there and make it happen. And a lot of it is just reminding you guys of the simple, basic things. And this is the first volume of uh, probably two or three. And I've been taking some of these REI in your car podcasts and turning them into blog posts and emails and book chapters now. And so you can get it all in this book, REI Secrets. It's free. Go to reisecrets.com and get it. Cool. All right. So I'm going to talk to you about something that um, I've been talking a lot about lately to with, with clients coaching clients, which by the way, I'm on my way right now to go have lunch with a coaching client. He's actually driving through town and uh, he messaged me and asked if we could have lunch. So I'm meeting him at uh, my favorite place lately to have lunch, which is St. Louis Bread Company, or you might know it better as Panera, but they've got like healthy food. It's pretty cool. So anyway, I've been talking a lot about this and it's about just Okay, let me give some context. I remember when I was first getting started, you know, uh, I get a lead coming in, and the last thing I'd want to do is, like, actually pick up the phone and call the seller. Maybe they visited my website. Um, I used to get a lot of leads from, what was it, the House Buyer Network, HBN, or Home Buyer Network, or one of those two. And I would pay a couple, three, four, well, 500 a month to get a bunch of leads from them, and they were good leads. Somebody went to the Google did a search for sell my house fast and house, house buyer network would come up and I would get the leads in my area. And so I'd get the lead in the inbox and I'd be excited. And then I would, that excitement would, would turn into fear and dread. Like, Oh no, I actually have to call this seller now. Like, Oh, I don't want to do that. Let me do some research first. You know, let me look up the house on Zillow. Let me look at Google Maps. Let me look at the satellite view. Let me look at the street view. Let me look at it on Bing Maps because Bing at the time had um, it's called bird's eye view, right? And you could I could look at it in different angles. So I would look at it from north, south, east, and west. And I, I just it was ridiculous. I would do everything I could except call the seller. I would go to different comps. You know, I'd have to look on Zillow and on Redfin and at Realtor.com. And I had access to the MLS, so I would look at the MLS and I would just go... I'd spend 30 minutes, sometimes more, just researching this property before I'd call the seller. 
And, you know, I just realized this is such a stupid waste of time because I don't even know how motivated the seller is that we may be like worlds apart, but I felt like I had to, you know, be prepared and be ready for this call. And I felt like I had to know exactly what was going on as much as I could. I had to know the comps and what properties were listed for and selling for. And Okay, so yeah, there's maybe, maybe a place for that, right? But like, if you're going to do any research at all, and if you have the address in advance, maybe look it up on Google Maps, all right? Maybe just Zillow like real quick so you can see the neighborhood. But you know what? I'm here... Here I am, I'm, 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 I'm trying to give you some good advice, like don't even do any research, just call the seller. And then I'm saying, well, maybe you can go to Google Maps or Zillow and look it up real quick. But here, you know what? I'm gonna rewind and say, don't even do that. Just call the seller, call them. It's not a big deal, right? It's really, just call them and talk to them. So uh, it's, it's easy, you think you're being productive, you know, you think you're getting some something done when and we all do this it's not i'm not coming down hard on you uh, of you guys cuz it's like i still find myself doing this sometimes and i used to do it a lot more than i do it now but you know we all face that where you know we've got we were looking at our list of things to do and we have something on there that we don't want to do it's like oh it's hard it's stressful it's like painful i don't want to do that so I'm going to do all these other little things first. I'm going to do what other things. And then at the end of the day, you're like frustrated because you didn't get the most important things done. So a good little productivity hack is you just look at the stuff you got to do and do the hardest thing first. Just get it out of the way. My 16-year-old son is really good at this. Like, I wish I had this more in me. But he looks at all the homework or schoolwork he's got to do for the day. And he's like, he just gets the hardest one, the most difficult one, the hardest, like the, the thing he wants to do least, he gets that done first, just gets it out of the way. And he's like, he's always on his brothers and sisters. Like, why don't you just do the hard thing first? I remember one time he was in trouble for something. I forget what it was exactly. And, um, we gave him two choices. Do you want to, um, for punishment, you know? <laughs> and, uh, I forget what the choices were, but, um, he wanted the, it wasn't even a, uh, he didn't even think about it. He's like, I want the one that just gets it over with first. And he picked that. And sure enough, we, I forget what it was, maybe a spanking or something, but yeah, he just wanted it done and over with, like <laughs> give it to me now. And I remember being proud of him for wanting that. I think that's pretty cool. Um, so anyway, you're, you're sitting here, you got these leads, a seller calls you, they respond to your text or you, they respond to your tech, uh, your, your postcard. And, uh, they say, yeah, I might sell my rental property. Um, maybe, yeah, I don't know. And so I, I run this across this a lot with coaching clients who are just getting started and students, you know, it's just like, yeah, what should I do with this deal, Joe? I got this lead. What should I do with it? I'm not kidding. I get this at least a couple, three times a week. Uh, have you called them yet? Have you, have you talked to them yet? Oh, no, no, no. I was just trying to do a little research first to see what I should say to them. I don't want to sound... I don't want to be flat-footed. I don't want to be caught with my uh, pants down. Uh, you know, I don't want to... I want to sound halfway intelligent like I know what I'm doing. Uh, but have you called him yet? Uh, no, no. I'm just I'm waiting to see what I should say to them. I don't know what to say. I don't want to call them. They're not saying that, but it's like, I, we don't want to call them. I get it. So I had uh, one of my uh, friends in uh, Atlanta. 
had a bunch of call uh, people in his call center, you know, who would answer the phones. And uh, he firmly be- he hated voicemail. Like he firmly believed you have to answer the phones live. But sometimes, you know, the calls you couldn't answer the phones live, and the calls would go to voicemail. Uh, but he would train his guys to never even listen to the voicemail. If a call came in, it didn't matter if it was a hangup or a voicemail. Call the seller back, and I loved this. Uh, if they called, call them back. And he was actually using at the time the third notice postcard, which is a really obnoxious postcard. And um, I stopped using it because I got so many angry people and letters and complaints about it. And I even got letters from the Better Business Bureau. I got letters. We were doing this postcard in about three or four different states. And I got letters, probably about two or three different letters from the Secretary of State or the Attorney General in those states. Because whenever they get a complaint, they have to respond to it. And I, I always respond back, not defensively, but just, you know, hey, I'm sorry. We got this information from public records of absentee owners or whatever. And uh, we will take them off our mailing list and we will not mail them again. And that was fine. That was the end of it. I never heard anything more after that. That's all they want to hear. Um, they want to know how you got their information. And then number two, you'll stop sending these stupid, annoying postcards to people. So but anyway, um, the anytime some and this friend of mine was using this in Atlanta, and he trained his sales guys, you know, even if they call and hang up, even if they don't listen to the voicemail, whether they listen to the voicemail or not, it's a phone number of a landlord that we sent a postcard to, all right? Just call them back. In fact, he even instructed his team, uh, even if they leave a voicemail, don't listen to the voicemail, just call them back as soon as possible. And I love that, right? And so here's the advantage to that. When a seller calls you or you get a text message from their back or something back where you're ready now to call them. Um, They're a seller that wants to sell their house or they own a house, right? They're a seller with equity or they're a seller with some motivation. They're an absentee owner or something. Just call them and say something simple like, hey, I saw that you called earlier. Do you have a house that you need to sell? That's it. You don't have to tell, say, well, what if they say, yeah, did, did you listen to my voicemail? Oh, yeah, you know, I'm sorry. I'm just so busy. we got like 30 people that have called us recently on this campaign, and I'm just going through this, and I'm calling everybody. Um, I'm sorry I didn't listen to your voicemail yet. I will. Uh, t- but tell me, do you have a house you want to sell? Or something like that, right? Uh, I'm not going to be getting too much into what to say, actually, but the bottom line is call them. Don't overanalyze the deal. You you think you're being productive, but you're not. You think you really you're just avoiding the pain, but you're also avoiding the payday. You're avoiding the money. You're avoiding getting paid. And um, it's time to stop doing that. Okay. When you call sellers, you know what? The less you know, the better. Because it allows you to ask questions. It allows you to ask more questions. Like, tell me about the house. Uh, tell me, what, what what's your situation? What would you like to see happen here? You know, why do you want to sell the house? Sounds like a nice house. Why would you want to sell it? Or why haven't you sold it yet? It's listed with the realtor. Oh, okay. Why? Sounds like a nice house. It hasn't sold yet. What's going on? I mean, is it? Do you think it's priced right? What do you think? Why do you think it hasn't sold yet? Right. If it's not listed, you should ask the question. Um, well, why? Why don't you list it with a realtor? You should. You know, tell me about the house. Is that a fair price for this crazy market that we're in right now? 
Um, is it a nice home? It's a nice area. Tell me about the schools. What's it like? Yeah, what's what's the in the neighborhood? Like, what do you, do you have a anything in the backyard? You know, they need to be concerned about. How, are the neighbors nice? Whatever. So the less you know, here's my point. The less you know up front, the better, because it allows you to ask more questions, and you can approach the seller with. Just like, hey, I'm interested in this property. I'm looking for a nice home in the area. Do you mind if I ask you some questions to see if this would even be something I would be interested in? So whoever asks the questions controls the conversation. I did a cold call with Claude Diamond, and you can find it. If you just go to YouTube and do a search for cold call, Joe McCall, Claude Diamond, you'll find it. It's about a five-minute long um, call that he did, and all Claude wanted was the phone number because it allowed him to ask more questions. And if you listen to that five-minute call, he asked about 22 or 23 questions. So something to think about. I got to go. I'm here at my place, and um, hopefully my client's here yet. He was going to be a little late. Um, This book, guys, I talk about little secrets like this, things like uh, how to talk to sellers and why it's important to, uh, you know, get on the phone. And and, and this one I'm looking at right now, it's talking about don't panic. Everything's going to be all right. So anyway, right. Go get it. REISecrets.com. REISecrets.com. We'll see you guys. Bye-bye.